This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the U Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's happening? We, we have big announcements today. We have a big announcement. I'm really exciting. You're wearing glasses. I don't know if I've ever seen you wear glasses before. Are those new? These are new. These are new. I, I got a little bit of a stigmatism going on. Um, wow. And also... Try, I, I'm looking at screens so much that these have like the blue light thing built in. So it's only for They're prescription. They are prescription. Got wow. some scripts. You ever, you've, you've never had like contacts or glasses Never before? in my life. They were like, this will help you out a little bit. Sharpen you up. Wow. What do you a think? Whole new is this a whole era. new look? This is tough for the people at home because they might not, you know, this is a, uh, describe to the listeners my look. I mean, you look still look sharp. Okay, thank you. Got a uh, you know a, a thick rimmed glasses glasses on. That's right. And um, you look um, nerd more pensive. Pensive. More pen. Yes. I'll take it. Is what I would say. More like an artist. I like it. That I am. Yes. <laughs> but enough about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got some exciting. <laughs> we've got an enough exciting about this guy. Uh, announcement, like you just said. We have a very exciting announcement. Um, we are going to be doing a live U Up podcast. It's been a while for us. We do a. Yes. We have a live show. It's going to be in New York City, uh, December eighth. You can get. Um, they start, you know, pre-sale starts today. So to make sure you get a ticket before it sells out, because these tend to sell out, um, go to betches.co slash uplive21. That's betches.co slash uplive21. Use code betches between now and Friday before tickets are made available to everyone. And, you know, Jordana, explain. if, if we, People love our live show. It is a production I know we we have a whole production. I mean, I am so excited. I haven't been. I mean, you are on stage every single night. Yes. You're like, you know, the, the hardest working man <laughs> in America. Right. Exactly. But I haven't been on stage since our last live show at Town Hall. Yeah. Where it's going to be again this time. It's been almost two years. It is wild that it's been crazy. that long. Yeah. And because we really, you know, if you've been to our shows, you know, these are events these are for your friends that don't listen to the podcast. This is a this is an assemble the group chat moment because you know what we do on the show is a ver it's a the live show is a version of the podcast but it's meant for anyone to walk in the room and be like blown away because we we do we take emails, we give dating app makeovers, we fix up people from the audience, we read people's texts, we do you know, we're going to do some fuck boy or nah this time. So red flag <laughs> deal breakers, we're giving out red flag and deal breaker cards. People are screaming out, yelling. It is a it is a communal experience and it is such a blast and we we take it really seriously to make sure that you guys have the best time ever and people have really enjoyed these shows. 
It's such a great interactive experience. And we're going to be doing some dating app makeovers. I know you just received a DM about someone who was at one of our shows two years ago, did a dating app makeover and gave them some advice. And then they like, she said like they immediately, she immediately met her fiance after taking our advice. Yeah. They, they, they said we gave her some cold, hard truths. It was a Cleveland show. She came up for the dating app makeover. And after that show met the, the man of her dreams, they're they're engaged now. It's like it's it's crazy that it's been long enough since those shows for right? people to get engaged. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and if you want to, I mean, if you want to submit a dating at makeover, we're gonna do a deal reveal, mm. which is like kind of like the Sunday special where we interpret your texts. Um, I, we're probably gonna do a fuck boy or nas. So send that in also to you up live at betches.com. You up. UUP live at Betches.com. Send it in. Yeah, the submissions start now. The ticket buying starts now. And uh, it's all in the description of this episode. Wherever you're listening, it's in the description. And these shows, I mean, Town Hall, what a venue. I mean, last time we sold it out, we, we expect to do the same. This time it is December 8th. Get that group chat together. Let's make it happen. And we'll link out to it in the description. Um, and Jared, do you have any other shows coming? I'm really excited. I'm coming to see you Friday. You're coming. Live in New York. By the time this airs, I will have already seen it. I'm sure it was amazing. I'm sure it was amazing. Um, what we hope. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing New York shows this weekend. I'm really excited about it. I mean, all the shows have been great. Like, I, I was just in D.C. Like, it, it, it is, I and I keep bringing this up, but, like, it's actually shocking to me. The compliments i get from the clubs about the audience that comes out for my show which is our audience is like i don't know what to say you know like i i i they're like they're, they're an incredible engaged audience and i'm not talking about dating literally the whole show. and figuratively literally <laughs> yeah exactly we're we're trying every day we try to engage a new one um it, it is i i don't even know what to say because i'm like okay yeah but i i don't you know talk about dating for an hour I, I talk about other subjects and it's so cool that everyone's like it's just like nice to have reasonably minded people that come to the shows laugh bring their friends um, if you're in Vegas this week I'm in Vegas then I'm going to Austin Texas Boston Massachusetts Dallas Texas New Brunswick Perrysburg Ohio and Buffalo I uh, so jaredfree.com for tickets um, but most importantly we have the U Up live show, which is just such an exciting thing, December eighth. So I'm uh, really pumped. You got anything going on at Betches? Anything new? Well, not yet, but coming soon, we'll have some more Betches announcements. What's new on my end that the listeners need to know? I've been told that my braces will not be ready in time for my wedding. Come on, so I might still have to have Stop, them. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is you buried the lead. I want your take for the listeners. I want your at, take. Well, for the listeners at home, we have to review this story. Jordana in 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 getting ready for the wedding went and got got some orthodontist slash snake oil salesman convinced you <laughs> to get braces and then you had uh, to yes. get ready for the wedding and then they were basically like you'll have them off before the wedding and then you had a lisp right. for about a month and due to the braces some might say longer some might say, oh, well, i was <laughs> yeah. being kind and then yeah. and then now they're saying they won't be ready 
So she's like, I mean, the whole time she's like, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. And then like, I went to go, I went in like first week in September and she was like, so listen, like they're like 95% done. They're like 95% straight. The last 5% kind of like takes the longest because it's like a super micro movement. She's like, so you could like be happy with 95% of the way done or but that's not- like, and she's like, I'll take, and I'll take them off. Or like to fully get the full experience, like it might take another like month or two after this date. So she's like, it's your call. Like I can take them off if you want. If you're like 95% is good enough for me, then like I'll take them off. Hold on. But like if it's your call, (laughs) this is insane. She said to me, yeah. I mean, I would say how about 95%, like how about 5% off the cost of these braces? You know, like this has been... First, they were strapped on you. No warning. No warning of a list. It's been a, it's been an emotional roller coaster. Um, so part of me is like, I have them on. You can't see them. I think my lisp is like ninety eight percent gone. I'll say there's I no there's, there's no lisp. I, I I'll back you up. I would tell you it's you, gone. I would tell you the truth. I haven't noticed the lisp okay. in months. So part of me is like the only really annoying thing is like taking food out of them, which is like not the hottest thing in the world, but like, yeah, I kind of you know, gagged the minute you said whatever. that. I- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Taking food out um, of them. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of like, but I'm also like, they're already in here. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should just finish it. You can't see them. Your teeth. So, do your teeth, on the other hand, are you yeah. ha- do your teeth look better? I mean, they're going to look the same with them on. You tell me. I I think they look great, but it, they're going to look the same whether they're on or off. That's the problem. Yeah. It, so because they're That's behind the, the teeth, so you might as well go all the way. I I can't see why. That's you my thought. Unless unless you actually do think there is a lispy thing potentially in there, and because like I'm not totally sure. Like I'm like, is this just my new voice? Like, do I have a lisp and I just like I'm used to it? Or is it, do I sound different still? I'm not really sure. Jordana, do you want the answer or no, for real? Because I hear you every week. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't noticed Yeah, that. I want the real you answer. You want the real answer. We put up a yeah. poll on the in, on the you Up Instagram account. <laughs> um, do you hear a lisp or yes or no? And you'll get your answer because it's anonymous. I would hit Or I could no. just get the answer from you. Well, I, 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 listen, I, <laughs> I'm like, one guy. Let the audience tell you. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> listen, I'm one person. All right, Maddie. When this episode comes out, well, you you gotta poll the audience um, who are brutal and so mean. <laughs> on you know, well, like. we want the the audience would uh, we would expect the audience to be as honest with us as we are with them over this podcast. So, but I do. Mm-hmm. I'm being truthful with you right now, and I also, as far as a wedding's concerned, what is the, even? Let's say you do have a lisp, which you don't. What right? What is will be tarnished? I know the vows vows maybe we video the video of the vows like maybe i i I don't know like to me the pictures are the lasting impression of a wedding not the vow video but maybe things will have changed by you know or just like you know i don't want the i don't want the ceremony i don't want to be i don't want it to be included in your live scream of my wedding and she's (laughs) i will be screaming the whole wedding no matter what uh to till death you us part yeah that's that's a rough one that's that, that might yeah, I might want to take them off. I I, <laughs> I just <laughs> I was exaggerating in that one, but yeah, okay. I'll I'll pull the audience. Maybe I'll pull the Betches Brides audience. Yeah. see what they think I should do. But yeah, it's annoying. That is very annoying because you were promised a little bamboozled. 
Yeah, well, this whole thing has been a bamboozle. If someone was to go back and listen to that podcast when you first got them. Oh, my God. Like, you were like, I don't know. They just all of a sudden they're on my teeth and I can't speak. And I was like, that's crazy. I'd say the first month of having these on was like one of the most like challenging (laughs) mentally and physically for me. Months of my life, like not being able to speak, being in pain. Um, My mouth is like cut up. But now it's I forget they're there sometimes. That's that's the thing. That's why I'm like when they say, do you just like the. I just, I would be annoyed if this was a luxury lounge episode of the podcast, if I was to complain in your shoes. The annoying thing is for the professional who you hired to look at you and go, yeah, whatever you want to do. You want to finish it out or not? It's like, no, 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 no. How much money will you be giving me me. back if I take them off and don't go all the way versus we go all the way and how much money will you be giving me back because a promise was not kept? Right, because when I had my consult, they were like, oh, yeah, of course you'll get them off before then. Yeah, like, easy to say then. Easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, before I, before I bought them. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, oy, this, is a, this is a situation. But Self-improvement, huh? I know. Listen, um, well, listen, I'll be at the wedding no matter what. Braces or no braces. <laughs> I'm not going to ditch you now. So... <laughs> I should warn the guests along with all the COVID protocols. Yes, bring your Vax you know. cards. And also, I apologize in advance for my braces behind but- my teeth. If you see me picking food out of them, please excuse <laughs> me. Please. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast 15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's go. Are we ready to do, what are we talking about today? I'm ready. All right. We are talking about how you know if you are a rebound. Let's let's read the email to get some more context on this. I'll I'll read it. Go for it. um, In my non-lispy voice. Hi, J&J. I desperately need your brilliant dating advice. I've been dating a guy for two months. For context, I met him on Hinge and he is 33 and I'm 29. He's really sweet and things are going pretty well. We see each other twice a week and he has told me he likes me. We haven't agreed on being exclusive yet, but he has hinted that he isn't seeing anyone else already a few times. So seemingly everything is great. But 
There is something truly concerning for me. Ever since our very first date, he has been mentioning his ex-girlfriend a lot. Not every day, but most of them. I know that they were in a very serious relationship and that they broke up during the first month of the first lockdown. So it's been over a year. In my mind, that's more than enough time for him to get over her, and I'm sure he's had rebounds after her. Do you think time is a good indication of being over someone? Could I potentially be a rebound even though it has been so long? I don't know how to ask him without sounding jealous or overly insecure. Thank you for doing God's work. See, this is a very interesting subject, and it is, to me, very. and I don't mean to gender these things, but this is kind of the premise of this podcast, feels a very female question. Am I the rebound? Like, there's this big fear mm-hmm. of being... Like dating a guy too early, dating a guy, you know, it, it, we get this question like a red flag or deal breaker is, is, uh, he's been, he's never had a relationship or red flag deal breaker. He's always in a relationship or, <laughs> you know, like red flag deal breaker. It's been two and a half months. Is that too soon? Too much. And it's like, we can't give you the answer to that question, nor can the emailer, the emailer wrote something very specific in my uh, so it's been over a year in my mind that's more than enough time for him to get over her and i'm sure he has had rebounds after her and it's like this person is so into rules and labeling like that they're that is so wrong to me i would I, she has to leave this perspective and i know that's hard to do and i can't really tell someone how to think or feel but for you to say in my mind that's more than enough time you don't know it could be a day. It could be a year. Everyone's right. different. You're not. Yeah. No rule will save you. I mean, it didn't this I, I, for this exact situation, especially like. Definitely no rule entirely dependent on the relationship before you and what happened and how he thinks about it now. I mean, like you could be over someone before you even break up with them. Right. Like someone mm-hmm. like if you're breaking up with someone, a lot of the times that person is like and we would get that question a lot. Like, you know, he moved on so soon. What's the deal? And it's like if you if you're breaking up with someone, a lot of the times you've been like sort of mentally out of it for a bit. And if someone breaks up with you, it can take years. I mean, it depends like who it, it totally depends on the way you process things, how you think about them. And I think for for this situation, like you said, there's no rule that's going to make that's going to give her the answer. The answer is by talking to him and saying like, hey. You mentioned you seem to mention your ex a lot. Like what happened in that breakup? Like you like what's like how did that end? Like how did you feel about how it ended? Like what do you like what did you make of the situation? What did you learn from the situation? Like that's going to tell you like the way he's processed it and the way he talks about it is going to tell you a lot more about like his readiness to move Listen, on than anything I, else. I think that's the best advice. Like the 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 first instinct is to avoid this conversation completely but i i'm with you like going directly into the storm of the ex like i think that gets you to know this person more than anything like avoiding it like like she writes you know we haven't you know everything seems fine um we're not exclusive we haven't agreed on exclusive yet but like I don't even think like for you to be like, well, we're exclusive, but I'm going to avoid, you know, the whole subject right. of his ex is is not really the right decision. And also, it, you know, they did. You're saying they were in a serious relate. They were in a very serious relationship. They broke up during the first, uh, a year ago, but that's a part of their lives. Like, of course, it's going right. to come up. Like, I'll make it personal to me as someone who's recently single and was in a very serious relationship. 
I don't think of it like I and I've gone out with we've talked a little bit about this on you up with benefits um if you guys want to shell out the cash no I uh <laughs> <laughs> so no Check but I but I've had um I've had tr- you know my thing if I brought up an ex you know, if I when I've been out with people, or if I've like kind of thought of someone down the road, I have more of an issue trusting myself than being like obsessed with an ex or or make or considering someone quote unquote the rebound. You know, like right. she says, like could I still be the rebound? Like, um, I'm sure he's had rebounds since her. <laughs> like, I don't think he thinks of every person. He's labeling seen, them, right? Yeah. Oh, rebound, rebound, rebound. And now right. you, I'm taken seriously. No, I think like it's it's way more complicated than that. And, and I that's probably a disappointing thing for this person to hear. Right. And if I were going on a date with someone like you, what I would want to know is like more information about that and more information about like where the way you feel about now about dating and the way that you're like sort of again like interpreting the idea of a new relationship what are you looking for in this relationship that you didn't have in the other relationship like like i don't think it's like she said like is like if i was this- at, if i was asked those questions on a date and like i'm i'm thinking like like i actually my answers would would probably be like a turnoff to the person or like very But that's fine. Like for some people, yeah, right. Sure. If someone was like, I immediately want to get into a serious relationship with someone who's like, knows exactly what they want in the moment and like is ready, is like totally 100% ready to like go there with me. Like you might not be the right person for them. And that's a good question for them to ask you because then you'll, they'll know that long, like quicker than if they wait six months and then, you know, you're saying I'm still like kind of processing things or I'm not sure exactly where I'm at or I'm still feeling like a little off about the whole thing. Like that's better for someone to know, like the, by not asking the question, you're not like helping yourself. You're just sort of like delaying the inevitable. Yeah. I And I, and then the question is asked wrong. Am I a rebound is not the right question. Like right. the the right question is like, what you were just saying is like is somewhat perfect and you know you're trying to see if you're attracted to them and i think when you ask am i the rebound you're asking it backwards you're asking are they attracted to me or are they into me not attracted might not be the right word but like are they into me or are they taking me seriously it's like but are you taking them seriously? Like, right. That's what you're like. It's what I'm saying like, shoot, you're basically asking them, like, should I be taking this and you seriously? Yeah. I'm, I, cause I'm trying to personalize this as much as possible because I do think it would be helpful for people to hear because I am in this situation. I'm the guy in this situation, but probably even more so than this guy. Or I don't know. You, you, I don't know. I'm just saying I am this guy in this situation. Like, I have been out with women and I'm, I, and I have this like, I have this like fear of trust. Like I'm like, you know, you, you, you get far along with someone before and you're like, well, it wasn't there after I was that far along. And then you go on one date and you're like, I'm not how I'm not, you know, I'm not going crazier than the last person. So now I'm like, do I even take this seriously? Does that make sense? I'm asking if that makes sense because I can't. I'm having you're, trouble explaining what I'm saying. You're saying like you go out with someone and you're like, oh, should I be feeling like? Well, if I don't really feel- intensely about this because like otherwise, like 
if I don't feel even more intense about this than the last person I dated, then like, what's the point? Is that what you're kind of, yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of where you go and you're, and then you have to say to yourself, well, that's ridiculous. That's not, you have to like, and also kinda, like sometimes you can't tell immediately. Like totally. And, right. but then, but this is the, the struggle and it's not, and the struggle isn't between I'm still hung up on someone. It's, it's the struggle is, knowing what you're looking for and how it feels when you found that and it's all internal stuff and like so this guy if you ask him questions like that you're gonna hear his struggle or the struggles that he's going through and maybe there's no struggles at all maybe he's just like no this is I, we spent every hour of the day together so these are the only stories I really have to right. tell on a date <laughs> you know right and I think like the good thing about the fact that you said he brings her up a lot is like there's a lot of openings for you to ask about this totally like and, the, you know what i mean like he's giving you're not you don't have to randomly be like so tell me about that relationship that ended and like the like if, if you says he mentions her a lot you could say like you seem to mention her a lot like can you like what's like how did that how did that end and and it's funny because these could be good and bad he mentions yeah. her a lot could be him being like yeah i'm totally comfortable talking about something that was in my life yeah. and um, that, that was a phase and I feel like better now. I know myself better. I know what I'm looking for more. Or it could be, eh, she. I think of her every day, you know, like, <laughs> right. like, you know, it could be yeah. one or the other. Like everything is good and bad. Also, I think if like, he, it's also good in a way, because if someone does want an out and someone asks you about your relationship, like your ex relationship, that's a good out for them to say, yeah, even if, I mean, even if that's not even the real reason, I think that's a great out for someone to say like, that's um, yeah, I'm not like fully looking to date seriously right now. I'm not, that's still kind of like a fresh thing for me. Yeah. And you know, that's even hard for them to say like, I, you know, because they're totally. probably I mean, not even, they probably think, well, I am taking this seriously, but I don't know if I could get to that next serious thing. Like, you know, like, or, or right. do I even know how to take things seriously? Right. I remember I was dating this guy for like three months, um, the guy with the man bun. And I um, I saw I, we were doing something once. And I saw a text pop up and it was like from his ex. And I said something. I'm like, so like it looks like like your ex is like messaging you. Like, is this like are, are, is this like a, an over thing? And like, I think it like got into that conversation where he's like, yeah, it's definitely over he's, he was like he i gave him like almost the opening he was like it's definitely over like i'm like totally over it like i have no desire to be in love again at the moment like whatever and i'm like oh like that's weird because we're dating so like <laughs> oh, that's I good information think of love right now right. right and that was kind of like the conversation that ended it with him just being like i'm not really looking to like get into anything serious right now and if i hadn't said anything about seeing this text or about like asking about like that was a good open. It's like, do you know what I mean? Anything that you can take as a good opening is a great way to like flesh out any concerns you have. But even in that scenario, you, you know, if we want to look at this at the, the core of it is, are you and your, you know, you're, I see your ex is texting and he's like, I can't even think of love right now. And you're like, uh, and you are going, well, I'm not into that guy. Right. You know, it, it's from your, it's your taste. It's your, and so it's like the idea of like, oh, how do you know when you're the rebound or am I the rebound or is this person ready? It's not about that. 
Like it's about, you know, and it's not about in my mind, that's more than enough time to be over someone. No, that, it's not even about that. It's not that black and white. You have to make it your own thing to see if right. you're into it. I agree. And like decide if you want, you know, if they're in between, that's okay. There's something like it. They don't have to be like a demon because they're like dating while no. they're not completely over someone. I'm just I think thinking, that- I'm, I'm, I keep thinking of me getting that question and I'm like, oh man, I would ramble for months. well do you feel like someone that's dating you right now is getting like a a you that feels like open to something potentially serious i guess if i were dating you that's what i would ask you i'm open to it but i'm at odds with what that is and how i feel when i'm in that and Maybe you're not sure what it feels like. Yeah, I think my 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 it's like I've gotten COVID. I lost my taste buds a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like that a little bit. I don't know. And then that could be because I'm like concentrating on like like you said, I'm doing shows every night and I'm maybe I'm avoiding that stuff because I'm you know, maybe my way of avoiding it is by adding more and more shows and never really having an opportunity to like think about these things. And that runs through my mind, too. Well, is there a part of you that feels like you are kind of enjoying the freedom of not having to, of doing whatever you want, whenever you feel like it. And just like, not even in the sense of like, oh, I can like hook up or date anyone I want, but just like, I can literally do whatever I want. Like I can book as many shows, not have to worry about like my spending time with someone like that kind of. Yeah. I mean, you have days where you're like, man, this is great. I, I, I'm so excited to do. X amount of shows over this many days. And then you go, what the fuck am I doing this for? <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, uh, you, you go back and forth. Like there, there are times where that's nice and there's times where that's miserable. You know, like I, I was in DC. We did, I did six, six shows there, I think. Um, and they were all fun and great, but like there's a point where I've worked on the jokes that I need to work on. And like, you know, I, am I just avoiding having a night off to like meet someone right there's a well it's like do you want to confront the like sort of like looming thing to like work through that and like figure out figure that whole situation out i kind of get that totally and and i i think i sense myself avoiding it more than not like i'm in like i there are things i'm signing up for that i know i don't need to be doing you know, like right. I'm going to Vegas this week and the reason I'm going is my my brother, uh, I'm going to go to the Dolphins Raiders game in Vegas. Like right, your brother works for the Dolphins. The, yeah, he works for the Dolphins okay. and he, you know, he can get me a ticket and I can go and I can see the new stadium in Vegas. Like this is on in, in lines with what you're asking as far as like, you don't have to check in with anybody. I'm like, right. I'm going to go to Vegas. I'm going to go to this new stadium. I'm going to see it. It'll be fun. And then... To get there, I was. I told the comedy seller they have a club in Vegas. I was like, "I'll do some shows and can I do your shows so that I have a place to stay for free?" And I'm like, "Then they're like, sure." And now I'm there Monday through Saturday. I'm like, "I don't need to right. be in Vegas a for a time. fucking week. It's a long." No one time. needs to be in Vegas for a week, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. And now I'm like, "Am I just like, it, you know, in a normal life, I could have just, I could have just flown out Saturday, taken a few days off, and done it. I don't need to do shows there, but I like." 
signed up for those things and there's a little bit of a right you're like am i distracting myself am i just like trying to distract myself from the from like thinking seriously about the situation and then taking actionable like measures this is when i sit with my when i act as my own psychiatrist this is the questions that i'm asking myself and it goes in line with this email of like you know when you say am i the rebound like if I, if anything, someone asking that question should hear my <laughs> hear what I'm saying and right. realize it's not that simple. And it's not most guys aren't like, well, I'm gonna fuck this chick and get it in before I meet my wife. Like it's not like that. Right. Yeah. I I see no one's like planning, you know, their uh, slutty days before they <laughs> settle well, down. Well, that, that's yeah. that's the other thing. Like you know, the idea of a hoe phase doesn't exist for men. Like mm-hmm. when, when women are like, oh, I had my, my hoe phase before I met my husband. It's like every guy's hoe phase is until the moment he says I do. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> so, so yeah. get those vows ready, yeah. Jordana. I but- mean, I also have a question and you can, I, if, if I, I hope you're not insulted by it. I have am. Ever, no, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever thought about seeing someone to sort of work through that? Like a, a therapy I, I'm talking person? with someone. I I have been doing Oh, you have one? Yeah. Okay. So that has been interesting and, you know, fine. But, I, you know, these are things to, that get discussed. Right. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I'm not afraid of those things. I That was kind of a something I felt like I should be doing anyways. So... Yeah, it is. um, And, you know, when you do a podcast like this, it feels like, you know, someone is listening that has an actual degree and is listening and being like writing notes like, oh, Jared's got this fuck up. (laughs) I'm sure you'll get them in your DMs. Yeah, yeah. My DMs is like, got you, got you diagnosed, sir. It's like, thanks. Um, But yeah, yeah, I think the the solution for this woman is ask more questions. See, yeah, you'll get a rambling answer. Yeah, as turned off as everyone is from my answers here. So <laughs> no, I think we s- all appreciate your vulnerability with with talking about these things because they're they're real things that people go through. And I think that like, you know, it's hard to admit that you don't have it all figured out or you know exactly what you want. Well, I think that this podcast has always been an admission of that. Like that, there's someone on the other side. There's someone like that's not that's trying to figure out their own shit. And yeah, like I, I it's hard. I hope I'm. I don't mind telling these things, but I, I hope that people know I'm, I'm saying them to the best of my ability. Like, I, I hope I don't yeah. sound wrong to people. That's my Not at all. Concern. I think you sound like relatable and vulnerable. And I think that's great. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my 
my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's talk about some awkward sex. <laughs> Let's talk about some vulnerable awkward sex. <laughs> yeah. Okay. UUP at Betches.com. Go, go, go. Uh, send these in. We love an awkward sex story. Also, let me just repeat it. December 8th, New York City, Town Hall. You up live. We're doing dating app makeovers, red flag or deal breaker. We're going to do fuckboy or nah. We got games aplenty. It is a event, fun for the whole group chat, the whole family, the whole mishbucha. We're doing it on a Wednesday night so no one can say, what about Shabbat? No, you guys can come <laughs> too. Uh, so yes. come on out. Town hall. No better way to spend a Wednesday night. That's right. Hi, J&J. Major, major fan of the pod and appreciate how true you are to Jared's promise of helping us put our brains on the shelf for an hour every week. You're welkies, especially lately. Okay. I don't know. Okay, maybe. <laughs> What's going on with you? Some, yeah. What, are you okay? You're a okay, listener. Let's just... <laughs> especially lately. What if it was just a whole story of how this week has been tough? Um, so several, yeah. <laughs> several years ago, I went on a few dates with this guy and we ended up uh, at his place to hook up. We got to the part where we're both naked and approaching sex when he runs his hand on my vagina and whispers, can I shave it? I was so <laughs> caught off guard. <laughs> I like to act these things out. <laughs> I mean, when he runs oh his hand on my vagina and whispers, can I shave it? No, he says, hold on. I have to repeat it. I fucked it up. When he runs his hand on my vagina and whispers, can I shave this? This. Oh my God. This it sounds like it. You sounded the first couple times you said it, it sounded like a sleep story from the Calm app. 
Oh. <laughs> and he walked into the room and slid his hand down my <laughs> vagina, and he said, can I shave this pussy? Yeah. I, oh, my God. <laughs> can I shave this? Is so this is a This is a note to calm to get Jared to do a sleep story. Oh, what I would sex. do. I want, I want all the gigs. I was caught. I was so caught off guard by his question that I heard myself mumble, sure, before I really processed the question. For context, this was during a time in my life when I was getting regular Brazilian waxes and I was especially diligent when I was dating someone new. So he was making this request for what was already a nearly bald vagina. I okay. Nearly bald vagina is the most hilarious combination of three words that I've ever heard. I know exactly what she means. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so do you. So I guess it, it yeah. really it oh, was I get a good it. selection, it, right? Yeah. It was a great selection, but just bald nearly is a very bald. interesting word to use, I guess. To I love it. it, but it makes yeah, sense. I would, call, I would call a vagina bald if it was hairless, wouldn't you? Um... I guess, yeah, I guess you would. What else would you call it? Bear? I guess I, bear, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that chick's got a bald vagina. That's <laughs> that's a weird, when I put it that way, it sounds even weirder. Well, when you say bald, I almost think of like Larry David with like the hair around yeah. the head. Do you know what totally. I mean? But that's not what it, that's not what it looks, it's more like, it's almost like a, uh, like a buzz, nearly bald, I think of like some sort of a buzz cut for your vagina. A little peach, peach fuzz. There you go. I it would be funny if someone shaved their vagina hair into a Larry David balding <laughs> head kind of thing. But we digress. Okay. I specifically remember uh because I thought about how I had just been waxed the previous weekend, meaning there was maybe 5 days of growth down there, certainly not a full bush. He then leads me to the bathroom where he opens a drawer full of those super cheap disposable razors and takes one out, along with a can of shaving cream. He was ready, huh? Seriously. I started to get anxious that he wouldn't go in the direction of the hair growth, and I'd end up with razor burn and bumps and be itching for weeks to come. And then I had my mom's voice in my head about how shaving makes your hair grow back faster thicker and darker so i started having second thoughts that mom voice will really get the anxiety going you know what i mean yeah where you're thinking of like you know it's gonna ruin your it's gonna ruin it forever yeah it's like all the stuff your mom has been saying to you for like <laughs> i'm just imagining can i shave it and then in your head the little bubble. It's gonna the- grow back faster. <laughs> a little. <laughs> it's gonna be thicker. On your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, a little Jewish woman on your shoulder. You know, he's not Don't gonna know it. how to do it. Those are really cheap razors. No, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I had this. You know when I get the mom voice? I'll put my computer on my bed. My mom one time told me that a laptop burst into flames because it was so hot on someone's sheets. And now every time I leave like my laptop, my bed, I just think of my mom going, telling me, and I have to like get rid of it. I'm like, that's not a real story. That's a mom <laughs> invented story. Right. It's funny that like as a parent, you can sort of have the power to instill any of that stuff, true or not. Into yeah, that's why minds. people are fucked up. It's their parents' fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good so, point. 
I thought maybe if I did it myself instead of letting him do it, at least I could control where the razor went. But he insisted that he wanted to be the one doing the actual shaving. I mean, this sounds like a disaster. It just no, let me do it. No, I got it. No, you do it. I mean, do you mind? <laughs> he lathered me up. Then he, as he was going in for the first swipe, my mind flashed to a bloody scene of him make, of him nicking my labia, or worse, the razor blade hitting my clit. The mental image was too much. I started to freak out and backed away. I ended up refusing to let him go through with it, and he got pretty pouty about it. At that point, I was not too turned on anymore. Oh, really? So I was just wi- <laughs> just wiped the shaving cream off, got dressed, and left. I know that everyone has different tastes in how much or little hair they they like on a vagina, but this seemed more like a fetish with the act of shaving someone's labia than with the amount of hair. Since I said it was like a week since post Brazilian wax. Is this a thing, getting turned on by the act of shaving someone's pubes? Or maybe he's just very particular about wanting to penetrate a super smooth vagina. Anyways, I'm excited to see what you name, give the name, what name you give this one. Keep doing your thing. I love you both. Sincerely, the beaver and the barber. Jordana, what do you think? Okay. So to me, this clearly screams like fetish. Like the fact it's that he has a drawer full of um, disposable razors, like. Yeah. All like the fact that he was like upset about it when he couldn't do it. Like to me, yeah. it's much less about like how much hair she actually had and more just like he gets off from that act, it's, right? It, it says something about how self-conscious women can be and how not self-conscious men are. Right. You like know, I would like think that, that her- too if I were her. I would immediately think like, oh, like did I, am I letting this go too long? Like... <laughs> It must be that I'm disgusting, you know, like right, like yeah. the idea that a guy got into bed with you and was like, oh, I can't have this peach right. fuzz. And, you know? and men are so not like that. Like you can, you no, can, you could be like, I'm going to pluck your nose hairs and just do it for them. And they're not like all like, oh, have I been like this the whole time? They're like, oh, fine. We are. Whatever, we are whatever you so, want. I don't care. We are so grossly confident. Like it is like crazy. And. Yeah. You're totally right. Like, it, like the idea of like, oh, you have a hair on your ear. I'd be like, all right, get it off. Right. Can't, you, know, you said like that, it wouldn't be to me. Right. If you said to me, I have like you have a hair on your chin. Can I get it off? I'd be like, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the most embarrassing thing that I've ever heard. Sure. Yeah. I, I it, That was the kind of the most glaring thing of this email to me is that she could ever think it was that he was disgusted by her. It's not. No, it's a fetish. I would think that, too initially before seeing sure. the drawer full of razors right <laughs> well if someone yeah. so i would think the same if someone was like oh can i like uh can i uh lather you up i'd be like do i smell i don't know <laughs> do you want to borrow <laughs> well, like if someone's ever like do you like do you want a piece of gum i'm like do i need a piece of gum is that what you're- <laughs> you make it immediately about you right yeah when really it's this guy's fucking clearly weird it's brain. this guy, yeah. Yeah, her mom fucked her up for how she should shave her vagina, and his mom fucked him up for wanting to shave a vagina. Yeah, I mean, I've never <laughs> heard of that before, but it seems like something that could. It seems like very easily something that would be a fetish. I have heard of this. It exists. Okay. I've heard of this. Um, the idea of shaving someone is a thing, right? Yeah, like, that I feel like I've heard like iterations of, I guess. But the, it is, so I, uh, my question leads to pubes. Have you ever looked at a man's pubes and been like, this is too much, too little? What's your first thought 
I guess I don't really think about it much unless it were like if it were if there was nothing, I would be like a little like taken aback. And if there was like no good, nothing would be like a little weird for me, I think. Okay, but like someone might not care for me. It would be like I'd prefer something. But like too much would also be like I think it's like anywhere in the middle is fine. Like I wouldn't think I wouldn't think about it too much. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I I I have um I have been with women with the bald vagina as they as described here yes. and been to me waxing is so across the board now that it's not even sexual. Right. You know what I, mean? I feel like everyone gets waxed. I mean, I get laser everyone gets hair waxed. removal, but most people get a lot of people get waxed. Well, every European bald. wax center yeah, <laughs> shout out to the sponsors. But everyone is Larry David down there, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not even sexual for you know. Back in the day, a Brazilian, whoa, no hair. This she's thinking about sex. Now I think we've gone so far into hair removal that when a woman has a bush, now it's I more think erotic? it's more sexual. It's erotic. You're into that. So is that your it. preference? That's your preference. Not my preference, but just the just the idea (laughs) that to me it's more thought out when there is a bush than when there's not a bush. Do you know what I mean? Like the the interesting to me the 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 standard is now Larry David, okay, and the and the um the you know the the I've made a choice with my vagina is the bush. Like it's kind of interesting the way that works. You know what I mean? So you're into. You'd be down for any of any mix. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Um, <laughs> What's your preferred? No, but I, I I think it's hot when there's a bush. Okay. I think it's a, I think it's a I think it's a a sexy like it's almost like a throwback. It's you know it's from another era. Like full or like landing. I've seen it all. I've I, listen. <laughs> do whatever you want. I, I, I that's up to the artist to make the decision. Right. Um, but I just, yeah. it's, it, but to me, it's interesting the, the shift in, you know, because of another era, someone would be like, whoa, that used to be a thing for guys. Whoa. And she's waxed, you know? And right. I think we've and gone the other like way. Everyone is, I see what you're yeah. saying. Interesting. Well, that's interesting to know that it, that's so common. I mean, like for me among my friend group, I think that that's been like discussed as the standard, but like it's interesting. Cause I don't, I don't see a ton of vaginas. Personally. Yeah, no, not so. You're now not I have a streets. Uh, right. So now I, it's good to get the intel from you that it's that it's very, very, very common. Well, it's funny that to me it's not as much the bush itself; it's the mental aspect of it of how you came to bush. Right. What did you think? It's like the re- end of a relationship. It's not yeah. about you know the <laughs> end and the time. It's about how. What, what did you think about? Yes. When what, when what got you there? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, do you have names for this? I really like Maddie's name. Um, she said uh, the bald beaver. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. What did you think? She, she, I like the bushwhacker. She had that. The slippery slope. Um, I had a few. Edward Razorhands. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Smooth, smooth as a lady's vagina. Hairless okay. operation. The Razor Ramon, that's a former wrestler named Razor okay. Ramon. So this guy is Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon's 
finishing move in wrestling was the razor's edge, which I thought was a good name for this as well. And the Gillette Gina. Gillette Gina is great. The re- the the wrestler one, I'm not really in the wrestling scene, so I've never heard of it. But um You're not? If you're no. any any <laughs> any WWE fans out there, I'm sure we'll really appreciate that one. Yeah, someone someone got a tickle out of that. Like one person, one of our listeners. At the least. rest were like, we didn't really track that one. But would this be a red flag or deal breaker for you if the if a guy's fetish was this? Okay. Um Here's the thing. I think I'd be like down for it like a couple times. I don't know if I'd want to commit to like a lot like this being like like part of your like, life. like my partner is doing my like vaginal maintenance. Like I don't know if that's going to be like a long term thing for me if like he wanted to do it like once or twice or like on special See, occasions. Maybe I don't think I'd be like into it on a consistent level personally. Don't you think all fetishes kind of evolve into that with a partner like if you know your partner's into something then it becomes like the cake on your birthday right i I think that's kind of the the evolution of a fetish yeah if the if it evolved into that um Mm. and he wasn't expecting it like every week and if you're (laughs) and if you're good and if you're good you get to (laughs) shave me Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all else is great. I think I could deal with yeah. it. I don't like that he that he like brought it out on their first time sleeping together, and that he got like pouty when she was like uncomfortable with it. I don't think sure. in this scenario, I think it would be like a red flag or a deal breaker. But I think if it were brought up in the right way, more and, like, organically, sort of, yeah. And if it were given to me as like, I know this is not like standard, but like it, I find it really hot when I can, you know, when a girl lets me shave them like i'd be okay with that there is a point in a relationship for this type of reveal you have to take the relationship seriously first to get to this reveal i do believe right that's the issue with this guy is like he's just like throwing it at her with no context and no warning and no like discussion and I, i think i'd be turned off by that aspect but not by like the act in itself like if that's what gets you off i think there's like worse things like i'd be okay with that yeah well yeah if I mean, I would do it. It wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. I'd be on the bed like, I yeah, I got, I, I could use a shave. <laughs> you know, I, I'd, right. It would turn into like a like a barber situation. You want you, you, you want the back cleaned up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a clean up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you're into it. Maybe it's maintained for you. Listen, I don't know until I know. That's true. Let's so you're so you're neither a red flag nor a deal breaker for you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm. I'm cool with it, I, but you know, it doesn't make me more into them by okay. any means. Fair. <laughs> like, fair. Not like whoa. Fair yeah. Perspective. Let's do another email. All right. Hi, Jane J. I love the pod. I never thought I'd write in, but I've come across a situation over the past couple of weeks that I'd love your perspective on. Side note: I didn't even have to look up the email address because Jared's voice saying. UUP at Betches.com is forever stuck in my head. LOL. Gotcha, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm currently talking to slash seeing a couple of guys. Nothing super serious yet. One of them, let's call him James. I matched with on Hinge a few weeks back and we went on our first date about a week ago. The date was good. It wasn't the best date I've ever been on, but I really liked how open and vulnerable he was. And all around, he seemed like a really good guy. He asked me on the second date in the middle of the first, and I said yes, and he's been texting me every day since. 
I was excited for the second date, which is tomorrow. But since our first date, he's been almost too forward, not in a sexual way. And definitely he's definitely not into not love bombing me. But I'm getting a little bit turned off because he seems too eager. For example, the other day I mentioned that I've always wanted to do the walk from Broad City where they go from the top of Manhattan all the way to the bottom. And he said, I'd love to do that with you at some point if we're still seeing each other. What? We're not even seeing each other now. We've literally been on one date. I let that one slide. But then last night we were talking about comedy shows and he said, not trying to get ahead of myself, but maybe we do a comedy show for the next date. It's sweet that he's trying to proactively plan with me, but I'm feeling weird about the whole thing, given we haven't even had our second date yet. It's fine to think those things, but this early in, in the game, I find it weird that he's saying it out aloud. Am I just used to shitty guys who don't communicate or is this super weird and forward? Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Love you guys. So I don't know if your brain went to the same place mine did, but I this is like one of those like, creepy unless you're into them type of things to me yeah i think like what, what i was getting from the email is that she's like she's sort of on the fence right mm. and as a after a first date i've been on the in that mindset where i'm like you know if they asked me out like i'd probably go again but yeah. like if they didn't i wouldn't care that much like it'd be fine uh, i'm not like suit i'm not like eagerly excited about going them and sort of like the actions of the guy after that can really flip you one way or another. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of the point is like, mm -hmm. he's kind of painting a picture and she's looking at the picture with her in it. And she's like, I don't want to do that with you. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like he's, she's almost like, it's almost like he's like telling, you know, the story of them and she's watching it and it's just, you know, you, if you're not excited by the idea of like doing these things with them, then maybe you're not that excited about them and it's maybe time to like let them go. Right. I kind of feel like um, he didn't do anything wrong, though. Nothing, nothing no. that he said to me, nothing was like, oh, my God, what a loser who's like obsessed with you. Like he said a lot of things that if I went on a great date with someone, I'd be like very into hearing, like not totally. to get ahead of my not to, he says even says like not to get ahead of myself, but myself but i here's what i'd like to do on our next date it wasn't like he was like not to get ahead of myself but like next summer i want you to come with me to this wedding that's a year and a half from now like he's talking about the next date to me that's and, not and, weird and it's like a very um thin line you're right because there's also the we should guy that we've talked about a lot where it's like we should do this we should do right. that and then you end up in their apartment hooking up and then they disappear and it's like what happened to you know, going right. to Spain together, you know, like yeah. it, it doesn't about seem all this, this shit together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This guy's saying we should in a context of like where he's actually backing it up and being and it seemingly like into actually doing these plans. So, you know, yeah, I'm with you. It didn't sound strange or too early to ever be like, yeah, I think I would like to do that with you. Like I had such a good time with you. I'd like that'd be a cool thing to do to get to know one another. And I think she's envisioning it and she's walking it out because she's never really imagined anything with him. And she's like, ugh, six hours right. with you. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, not... a, it's OK to not be be into someone that you're like, yeah, or, or to to be on the fence and then be turned off by someone seeming more into it than you are like that happens too. I don't think that's like the end of the world. But like I if she's trying to get validation of like, yeah, this guy is weird. I don't think he's weird. I don't think he's no. like um, too much. He said 
if we're still seeing each other. You are seeing each other. You just saw each other. He's not saying mm-hmm. like if we're still in a relationship. Like, yeah, I think this is the kind of thing where she's like, maybe she doesn't want to. Can I? I I felt this way before. It's like I should be into this guy. Like he's pretty good on paper, and like, but I'm not. So, but it seems like I don't want to throw away. In, in our sense, almost like this is our leftovers. Like I don't want to throw away leftovers. So, like. For me to like get out of the, me- the mental space of not seeing them, I need to like turn them into this like weird loser demon. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> I, they're just not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It is. Um, it is. She's got a. She's got a okay hand that she got dealt, and she should. She doesn't want to fold it, and she right. should. <laughs> and it's time to fold, and and that's okay. Like I, I, I I'm sorry. I just can't get there with you. You know, I can't get and in, like it is true what you're saying is like like the he's talking about a walk, you know, like yeah. it's like like everyone should be so lucky and I think that's what she's probably thinking. She's like I should be so lucky that some guy wants and she wrote it at the end of her email. Am I just used to shitty guys who don't communicate? And it's like just be if you compare everybody to your last person that sucked, then you're going to just be with the next person. It doesn't matter what they do. Right. And I mean, the only reason that that could be a valid statement, if she's kind of like, I'm finally I'm I'm constantly finding myself drawn to guys who are inconsistent and, you know, they don't tell me how they feel and they don't seem excited to be with me. Um, And I'm kind of like turn on by that. Like that's something to delve into further with yourself. Yeah. Like that that could be it. That could be it, too. (laughs) But he's not doing anything wrong like if that's what you came here for it's not about like him it could be about you and your it doesn't seem like i think two two facts are are straight here you don't seem that into him yeah and like um maybe that's just one fact (laughs) (laughs) can you believe this loser wants to go see a comedy show with me on a second date yeah i can believe it right that's not like if you think (laughs) that that is like some over-the-top grand obsessive gesture then like maybe you do have weirdly low standards i don't i don't know <laughs> well yeah it's time to you know get in touch with yourself again right like yeah so said, i'm saying yeah. maybe like look into like what turns you on and if that seems like unhealthy in the market for investment worthy bags watches and fine jewelry rebag is the answer rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity use rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands including louis vuitton chanel and cartier head to rebag.com and get up to 15 percent off your first purchase as a member with code rebag new shop today at rebag.com that's r-e-b-a-g.com and use promo code rebag new for up to 15 percent off your first purchase as a member the longest field goal ever attempted is seven 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand Let's play some games. Let's do it. Red flag deal breaker. You know the rules. You're dating someone. Everything's great. This thing comes up. Red flag or deal breaker. You ready, Jordana? I'm ready. 
Hi, Jordana and Jared. So formal. I'm new to the podcast, but loving it. My friends and coworkers are probably getting sick of hearing me talk about it. I'm submitting a red flag deal breaker about my friend's relationship. My friend and her boyfriend met online and have been dating exclusively for two years and are in their early 30s. They plan to move in together in less than a year when their respective leases finish and have even discussed getting married and eventually having children together. Here's the red flag. The guy has not yet met a single one of her friends. Many opportunities have come up, including low-key things like meeting at a local brewery, and he comes up with an excuse every time. Many of his excuses seem legit, such as being able to be her plus one at a wedding because of a family obligation the same weekend. But after two years, it seems like he is avoiding meeting her friends for a reason. She has also not met any of his friends, although that part doesn't bother her the same way it does that he has basically refused to meet any of her BFFs. This seems like a huge issue in a relationship that is otherwise trusting, supportive, and future-oriented. What do you think is going on here? Is this a red flag or a deal breaker? Sincerely tired of a mystery man. Um, to me, it seems kind of crazy that you could get away with not meeting someone's friends for two years. Like how did two years, maybe in the pandemic, I guess the pandemic fine one year, <laughs> sure. maybe, but not one friend. It's not like, like yeah. meeting the whole group is different than one friend, you know, the bestie, the idea that right. she doesn't to me when, when she's, when in the emailer says she has also not many met any of his friends, although that part doesn't bother her the same way it does that he basically refused to meet any of her BFFs. To me, that's her avoiding the subject. Like, right. Like you that got that seems very odd to me that that it's wouldn't be brought up. Very odd, and if you're not pushing to meet his friends, then you're not pushing to have this conversation. Right. I mean, part of meeting someone's friends, assuming that they have close friends, is like knowing more about them. Like, yeah, their world. How do they interact like, with those people? Right. It's like if you don't, if you only hang out with the person, you don't see them interact with anyone else in their life. How do you know, like, who they are, even? Yeah, I, 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 it's, this would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah. If someone avoided seeing my friends for two years, I think it would be a well, deal breaker earlier. I think it would be a deal breaker six months in. It's also a deal breaker that you're not trying on the other end too. Like if I'm this guy, it could almost become like a, well, if you don't want me to see your friends, I don't, you don't want to meet my friends then I don't want to meet your friends. Like maybe that's a part right. of it. I don't know. I, I. I'm not trying to take the other person's side because it it is weird of him, but like the idea that she doesn't care about his friends, like why don't you care? Right. Why don't either of you like it seems I feel like there's a bigger issue in this relationship that isn't being discussed and maybe almost this friend thing is like a symptom of that. Oh, totally. I agree. I I, I just don't and this is coming from the friend. It's it, this story has gotten to the group. Right. If you're not interested in meeting my friends, you're not that interested in me and who I am. Yeah, it's got to come up. I would like a follow up on this. Like, I don't. I need give to us know. the real issue. Yeah, and I also need to know why she isn't. Like, to me, it's you can take control of the situation or you're not, and she's not taking control. Of it. the The way to take control of this situation is like, hey, when are you getting your together with your friends? I'd love to come and hang out with them. Like. That right. is because then that puts it in your, you know, that, that's less of a he can always come up with an excuse for not meeting your friends. But it's hard for him to be like, don't come. Right. Is he friend. like a drifter? 
Like that yeah. would almost give me like bigger <laughs> thoughts about like, who is he? Like, you know what I mean? You don't is know. Is he hiding something? <laughs> what are you hiding? I mean, yeah. All right. So deal breaker for me. Um, red flag or deal breaker. I went on a date with a guy who voluntarily showed me his fake scanned vaccination card. He said he's not an anti-vaxxer, just in quote unquote, no rush to get it. He uses it to be able to not wear masks at bars. You know what the interesting part about this was to me when I read it? Like what I got upset about? Like what? it was it wasn't that he has a fake vax card. It's that he said he's not an anti vax. You are. You know Right. Just admit you're, it. Just admit it. It's harder, it's more annoying to cut to figure out how to get a fake vaccination card than it is to just get vaccinated. I, is it not? <laughs> Would you know where to start in getting a fake I have vaccine? no idea. I, I have no idea where I would get it. Find a dealer. I, I, I Yeah. Go out to Times Square and find someone who's pushing it. I don't know. I, I just, the the mental gymnastics to say, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, just no rush to get it. And I don't want to wear masks at bars. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't deal with someone who is this self-conscious because that's a self-conscious thing like you don't even want to admit to what your stance is yeah like i mean be it be it all the way i i take more i would respect and i listen not to say i would respect any like to me i I, i'm out there as far as like fucking get it you know like i'm i'm in that camp yeah i mean i wouldn't date anyone who wasn't vaccinated if i were single I've met people who weren't vaccinated and I needed to know the story. I had you this were dating? Come were you How about dating this? Some, have you dated wasn't some, da- anyone who's not vaccinated? I met someone who wasn't vaccinated and I was like, so what's what happened? And I did feel intrusive. Like I, it did feel like I was being, but I did need to know how they got to I that mean, point. And they, and they told me their story and I was like, like it felt a little weird to be like, okay, that checks story. out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, okay, okay. Like I wasn't, but it was there were we're, we're past a certain date where I'm like, what's the story? Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah, this would be a deal breaker to me on like several levels. Like every part of it is a deal breaker on its own. Not being vaccinated is a deal breaker. Um, making a fake card is a deal breaker. Endangering the health of everyone around you by like deceiving them is a deal breaker. Like all of the lying about not being anti-vaxxer when you clearly are is a deal. Like yeah. all of it is a deal. There's like four times. It's like a deal breaker on steroids. <laughs> I'm with you too. I just couldn't, yeah. I got most annoyed at saying I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just not in a rush. Like I, I don't like this like elevation of your intelligence. I'm busy. No, like, right. yeah, I got, I got shit to do. No. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it is very much like the person who says I'm busy. I have a short story that this just happened. It's funny the way you start finding out who doesn't want to take it. And I got a, I, so I have my shows in New York this weekend and someone that I haven't seen since college, I get a message being like, like I get messages from them like all the time being like, can't wait for the Gotham shows. Can't wait for the shows. I'm like, great. Can't wait to have you. Haven't seen them in years. And then I get a message. Are they checking Vax cards at the door at the show? Do you know? (laughs) And I go, I wrote back, I go, I think it's a New York City rule now, but you'd have to call the club. That's what I wrote. And then they just write back, ah, shit, man. Not going to be able to make it. I know he wrote, ah, bummer, man. 
not gonna be able to make it. They're checking cards. I'll come to your other show. And I'm like, oh, no, bummer. don't. <laughs> bummer. Like, no admit. Like, he didn't explain himself. I'm like, I can only be led to believe. Like, I, I was like, I just, oh, bummer. <laughs> like, I you have to be vaccinated to go anywhere inside New York City these days. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. But yeah, to realize that you need to get it, bummer, man. Like, wait, no, 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 no. I need more of a story Did here, you ask? dude. No, I just didn't answer. Also, it's like, oh, I'll catch the next show where I can, like, <laughs> get, I can come. Or they let anyone in. <laughs> yeah, I'll sneak in with my fake fax card. It was weird. Put me in the section closest to you. Yeah. They, <laughs> hopefully I have a cough by then. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. yeah. Deal breaker. Deal breaker. Okay, let's do one more. Red flag or deal breaker. They delete their Instagram pictures if they don't get enough likes. Um, I would be turned off by this. It's like, what's not enough likes? Like one like. Okay. Like, if, like if they're a comedian, like let's say they're you, and you have a tweet that you think is funny, you put it up, and it gets like two likes. That would be like mm. a little embarrassing. If you wanted to take it down, I'd be like, I get that. Listen, I am someone who has deleted something for not performing. So I can't hold my partner to a stricter standard than myself. So I would have no problem with it. But I do understand the difference between someone who is pursuing following and someone who has none at all. Like, well, anyone can be someone who is pursuing following. Maybe they don't make money off of it. (laughs) But yeah, that's fair. But if they were. If they were just someone with like a private account, it would it would be tough for me to not question them on it, I guess. Um, yeah, I would say it's like a red flag, but like I could see a scenario where I would do that as well, even mm. though like I don't really like it's not like my Instagram isn't like my performance stage. Yeah, but you but, like, but also maybe you regret the picture because you're like, oh man, obviously this no one liked this, right? It's, kind of, it's almost like more self-aware to be like. The, to Note me, this taken. is not. To me, this is not as bad as like someone who uploads like six pictures in a row and they each get like one like and they just keep going. I'm like, this person has no self-awareness. Like, I would rather almost be with the person who's like posted a picture that they thought was funny and then they're reading the room that no one likes it or thinks it's, I've deleted like tweets that don't do well. Cause I'm kind of like this, was this kind of stupid? Like, should I have even said that? Like, is this worth it? And then I'll- <laughs> I I think you're totally right. Like the, the person just that keeps going forward is way worse than the one that's like, ah, that was probably a mistake. I'll take it down. Like, I think it's okay right. to realize like, this isn't who I want to put out. What This isn't the face I want to put out to the world. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think there's a difference between being like, self-aware and like extremely insecure mm, so mm-hmm. sometimes they go hand there's a little overlap <laughs> sure. which is fine they um, find each other on, on the on the venn diagram yeah but yeah i think i'd be fine with it if it happened like every week i would probably say red flag if it happened like once or twice i think it's fine yes absolutely all right well that's our show we solved dating once again, we solved dating. Um, again, so excited. December 8th, our live show is back. Town Hall. Alert the group chat. Let people know. Your mamas, your papas, your friends, your coworkers, your sisters, your brothers. Anyone that wants to come and have a great time. 
They don't have to be a podcast listener. That is a very important thing to us. We love having, this is a great, to me, we get more listeners after a live show than, than anything. So they know bring they've, them, they've gotten a taste and they can't get enough after that. Yes. So bring, bring them a out. Friend. Uh, the link is in the, uh, the description of this episode and uh, we'll be back on Sunday for the Sunday special. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Madeline Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.